Hello, divine, beautiful souls. This is Energy Speaks Podcast with your host, Katriel. We have a amazing cosmic guest here today. Um, it is Dawn of Astrology. How are you today, Dawn? Hi, I'm great. So glad to be here. So glad to be here, Katriel. <laughs> oh, wow. The universe shifted in order for this podcast to happen right here, right now. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, seriously, the first podcast that I had was very um, earth shattering like this one, um, because right before it, I literally didn't have a specific chord for me to be able to to um, uh, do the podcast. And I realized that my cord was gone when I got into my, I never moved my cords and it wow. was gone. And so I went and took the exact same route to go get it at T-Mobile. And then I realized they didn't have a specific cord. So I had to go to Walgreens and this whole <laughs> thing. And people started literally giving me free things along the way. And I was like, this wow. is weird. And I lost my phone while I was had it in my hand. Like, I mean, not in my, like, it, it somehow disappeared in my car. And I was just like, okay, we're shifting something huge now. <laughs> so, like, what is going on? <laughs> it is. It's a visceral, visceral shift. You know, we are, um, and, and you're an astrologer as well. And so whether you're an astrologer or not, we are aware. It's a tangible, visceral shift in the energy. Um, we are just in the week of a few days before the final eclipse, closing the eclipse window mm. for the Sagittarius Gemini axis, you know, which <laughs> we've been all in for 18 months. And I think everybody is so hyper ready for a shift that we we're embracing it and and it's palpable i mean it's palpable i know you and i both shared that uh we're both sagittarius rising and um yeah. <laughs> and so you know i don't think it's just that we are feeling the fire more than other people maybe we are uh, but there is a shift in lightheartedness you can feel that something very karmic is completing um, it feels like, you know, new timelines are already uh, in place and, and amped up and ready to go. And I think it's very exciting. It's it's much needed. It was a. Oh. OK, we're back on, guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> your phone again? <laughs> Yo, that was wild. It is. You know, it is electrifying, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of that Uranian energy at play. The nodes are shifting. The north node of destiny, the karmic node, is shifting into Taurus, and Uranus is there. Right. You know, this is electromagnetic. You know, I was I was literally guided to go on my phone and see uh, where Jupiter is at, and I was right. Um, <laughs> we, like. Jupiter is at huge play here because it's it's the timeline of the story is rolling forward because it's no longer in retrograde and it is in Aquarius. Right. It's the collective. And, you know, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. And um, here we have Uranus transiting the fixed Earth sign of Taurus, um, where the node of destiny is moving into. 
And so there's been a lot of um, electromagnetic voltage amped up energy. And I think Jupiter and Aquarius in the late degrees, you know, preparing to move into Pisces is is like expanding that last uh, extreme jolt, you know, shift. like we feel it. We feel it. It's showing up in tangible form. It's materializing, you know, charts, the the material body, the human form. And so this is um this is tangible. It's touchable. We we are experiencing this in a real three D organic way. Right? <laughs> More than that, I feel. And <laughs> like you know, i I noticed that even like the story that I just shared, that happened to be six mm-hmm. months ago because I was in I was literally in Gemini season when that happened. And it's kind of showing, you know, where we're wrapping up, like you said, those those full circles, like that karmic, um, you know, because it it's one, you know, that whole six months away, we're, you know, we're sharing that energy and seeing- I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, we're, we're like sharing that energy, that complimenting energy and, and actually flipping it upside down too, you know? Yes, it, yes. It, especially because of the, I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it is a six month cycle. You're right. Like it is a completion. The energy of the last eclipse plays out for six months. So this is the culmination. So, you know, you nailed it when you said that was six months ago in Gemini. <laughs> It's just wild to see it play out in your life and you actually notice it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, you know, awareness literally is bliss. <laughs> it is. Awareness is the key for us, you know, realizing these patterns. Anytime we are shifting the nodal axis and we're talking about eclipses, eclipses happen on the nodes of destiny, the north node that we're heading towards and the south node that we're releasing. And so we've been in this 18 months of Gemini, like you were talking about, kind of like that frenetic mind, you know, all of these ideas. It can be very creative, um, but the the Gemini energy has been super um, frenetic this year. There's been a lot of information, a lot of communication, a lot of... And, you know, the thing about Gemini is it takes in all of the information, everything. It wants to hear it all, explore it all, good, bad, true, untrue, um, helpful, just, you know, hearsay. It doesn't matter. It's not like that um, Mercury Virgo where it disseminates facts. It's just gathering all of this information. And so our minds have just been um, scattered with creative projects and communications and conversations. And so now we're in this energy where it's getting ready to shift And it's already shifting and it's going to materialize. You know, that thought takes form and Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, will be retrograding in all Earth signs next year. Oh, my gosh. It's in January, right? Yeah, from air to Earth, from thought to form, from ideas um, at play to them actually materializing. So, um, yeah, it it is. It's a movement energy and it's grounding those ideas into a practical expression you know into a usable touchable expression like all of the ideas in the world are a moot point if we don't uh, utilize them or put them into action right wow that you know it's that is so beautiful 
you know, I you just put that together for me. Were we all in air signs last year for retrograde? All for Mercury? of the retrograde, yes, yes, yes. Does that always and occur that way? Pardon? Does that always occur that way? It does not always occur that way. Whoa. No. In fact, a lot of things have been kind of a little out of the norm of the, the cyclical nature of the cosmos this year. <laughs> kind, <laughs> kind of obvious, right? Um, right. You know, some <laughs> cycles. Yeah, big cycles have been completing, you know, starting with that stellium moving through Capricorn in 2020. And um, that hasn't happened since the Protestant Reformation. You know, wow. this is a close cycle. Pluto is now direct. Like you said, Jupiter's direct. All these outer planets are direct. Um, we have Chiron stationing direct in December. Uh, Neptune in Pisces stations direct uh, two days uh, before the um, eclipse on the 4th, before wow. the new moon. So uh, on the 2nd, two days from now, Neptune, you know, the ruler of Pisces, that spiritual realm beyond the veil, stations direct. And so that's already a nebulous kind of foggy energy. And with that Neptune stationing drag, you know, we'll never experience that, um, that 20, I guess it'll be 20 degrees. Let's look where it stations direct. Pretty close. Neptune, you might want to yeah, do it. <laughs> I might actually cut you will, off on that accident. That will never happen again in our lifetime. So wow. Pisces is the final sign. So this is, this is a new dream. Pisces wow. is the dream world. Neptune's the ruler of that dream world. This is a new dream. It's the end of the old, the beginning of a new. And you know, we've got so direct in Capricorn approaching that 27 degree mark, which marks the U.S. Um, Pluto return, which hasn't happened for almost 250 years, like 247 years. When when was that? Like July 4, 1776, when yeah. the United States <laughs> broke away from England, you know, the Revolutionary right? War. So it's just <laughs> it's endings, completions, karmic completions, like shifts, you know, we have all been through the gauntlet the past few years and, and we're ready. We're ready for the lighthearted, sad you know, exploration, freedom seeking, sovereignty, right? The joy, the truth, the truth of the joy. Totally. I mean, I can even see in my own life, like coming into the Sagittarius season and right now, um, okay, so it's Hanukkah, second day of Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's the third day of Hanukkah technically because we're doing it tonight. <laughs> and, yes. um, you know, I've noticed that whatever was stuck before like that energy those different things in our life that were stuck are now literally being broken free um they are. like for instance i've been waiting on a letter for i don't know oh gosh uh depending uh your perspective months to a year specifically for this one letter um as more information was gathered <laughs> right wow. and and today I received that letter to change the big letter. Okay. Wow. Um, and I was just like, whoa. And it's and it's very sag like too, because it's like uh, I'm moving to Israel. Um wow. on get 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 this one. Hashem and Hashem I, I use it means the name in in um mm -hmm. Uh, essentially, Hashem had me 
book a flight on Thanksgiving, okay, um, mm -hmm. for January 11th, 2022. So that's 11122. Then arriving in Israel on the 12th, so that's 11222 at 420. Like, wow. you can't make this up. Like, for real. You really can't. And there's so much of that. You know, um, February 22nd, 2022, 2222. Two, 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 two. Um, you know, that's, that's when we... Um, have that Pluto return oh, for wow. the United States. Can't make that up. No, two, you can't. Two, two, zero, two, two. Um, and both Pluto and Neptune will be, um, I think, at 22 degrees during that. Oh, my so gosh. It's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> significant awareness. You know, there's no way you can miss the signs right now that there's a spiritual vibration shifting, you know, in the dates of your flight and the numbers that we see, you know, all of these things, Katriel, they're just parallel spiritual modalities, whether it's the numerology or, you know, the chakra system or the sound hertz frequency right. or the alignment and the aspects and, you know, the astrology and the cosmos. These are all parallel spiritual modalities that we see reverberating, you know, and they're, they're what I call confirmations of spirit. You know, yeah. you book that on Thanksgiving and it gives you those numbers of the date. Those are confirmations and validations from the spiritual realm that, you know, you're tuned in to your, um, to your higher consciousness and you're following the, the urging of your, your spirit, you know, yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. And you were right about the, the, the blockades, the shift, the crumbling, because, We've all had this ongoing collectively, you know, Aquarius is the collective. Right. And Saturn, Lord of Karma, rules and restrictions, which I think that's shifting too, because Saturn's in ancient domicile. Like Saturn's not as square as people think. No. Like it doesn't care, you know, how unorthodox or radical whatever you're creating for the future is, or even if it's never been done before, it just wants to know you're going to stick to it, follow it through and see it through to the end. Are you going to master this? Right. And if that's the case, you know, it's going to support that Jupiter expansion. Right. And so this Saturn has been in a square all year long to Uranus and Taurus, the earth sign, Uranus, the, the, the ruler of Aquarius. So this ongoing square all year long is why we have all felt this kind of blockade, this blockage like you talked about. And that third and final square of the year happens on December 28th. Wow. And now that all the planets, the outer planets are moving direct, um, these blockades are literally crumbling before our eyes. The shift really is happening where we can make some forward momentum. We can feel like, okay, we've had all these ideas, these Gemini thoughts, and now they're they're really, really able to move through the crumbling blockade and materialize in, in a tangible proof um, of the hard work and that we've been put in, the thought we've put into this. Now, you know, Uranus and um, Saturn will still meet up into... 2022 they don't have an exact conjunction but, but they come within you know one or two degrees up right. until like you know first third of the year so it's not completely over but it's kind of like we're we're over the hump you know right we're gonna it's like we're sliding down the hill on the other side you know right and so what 
we do feel like we've gotten through the blocks and they're crumbling. They're not all gone. We will still see some resistance, but I don't think it's so much um, like resistance that we'll see in this next year. Saturn is kind of restrictive, but it's also we're in this process of creating, you know, a new future, a new world, a new collective, uh, a new system as that old Capricorn structure has right. crumbled. It's crumbling. And so I think we've tried new things this year collectively and so saturn's like that that karmic check it's like okay uh it's going to show us where we put in the work and it's going to show us what works right right? and the things that don't work it's gonna it's gonna stop it you know so whatever that is for you personally or for us collectively we'll see some things next year that i think will will seem like restrictions or blockades but they're not they're just like um, a building of a sustainable system. And so we try this, this doesn't work, let's try this. And, and you know, Saturn will let us know whether it's viable for, for real. the long haul. You know, I liked something <laughs> that you said in regards to Saturn. It's not as square as we think. And, it's not. And you're, you're, I feel you're spot on because, you know, the original rulership of, you know, like Zodiac Energies, you know, it, it held um, both a both um, Capricorn and Aquarius, you know, and that says right. something because like at that point, Uranus wasn't even in the picture. And, right. um, and so like that shows something that they were already tuning into these energies from that perspective of there's, there is somewhat of a, um, a, a, I say this oddly, expansion with Capric- I mean, with Saturn, but like different. I don't know how to explain that. It's like the it's like the transition between a expansion and a shift. It is to me. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story because this is the kind of platform that we can do it on. This is a spiritual platform. I have done a lot of um, investigation of Saturn in my own chart in my own life um, because you know I've seen it as. Uh, a restricted, suppressive, even even oppressive energy most of my life, but it it feels different now. And Aquarius, yeah. the shift feels different after 2020. And you know, in a lot of the research, you know, it went back to even some ancient mythology of Saturn, back to when it was even a female energy instead of a, a masculine energy. Right. Um, and we call it Lord of Karma, Father Time, and so it's associated with the father. But you know. Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn, and the Capricorn um, archetype is that mountain goat, right? Right. And so it represents mastery of skill, and you picture this mountain goat climbing up these rocky Alps through the snow covered all the way up to that really high, cold, rocky peak. And Saturn stays the course. It follows through. It makes the summit, right? Right. And in this um, article, it was talking about Saturn on some ancient or you know older um historically you know old to us back in like i think late 40s early 50s some tarot cards and it was depicted instead of a mountain goat it was depicted as a unicorn (laughs) and so the story behind that is you know we don't know what's at the top of that that peak, that icy Rocky out, because we're not going to do it. Only a Saturn Capricorn diligent, you know, follow through kind of uh, archetype is going to do that kind of hard work. So it's really a story of 
uh, transconfiguration, mastery of self, the alchemizing of your own spirituality, and sometimes even attributed to like the rainbow body of ascension. And we think of Saturn like that, but it really is a story of how you can transform through your mastery of self and follow through because no one else knows what's up there because they're going to give up. You know, we're going to give up. I don't want to walk that icy, you know, rocky out. But, um, you know, I think it's a beautiful perspective to think of Saturn as that powerful structure to support our transformation. You know, I completely agree. Um, You know, I kind of want to take it almost full circle here because you kind of have to wonder. All right. Like, so I'm going to give you a little background. I I study Western astrology, but I also study Mazel astrology, which is Jewish astrology. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so, like, I love, like, playing with all of the different energies simultaneously um, because yes. that's what they are. Like, they're energies. But if you think about it, um, if so, <laughs> the I'm <laughs> so there's um, Hebrew months. Kislev represents Sagittarius, and um, uh, Tevet represents Capricorn, and mm-hmm. Hanukkah f- falls into both of them. It's, wow. It is the one holiday that is not to a specific zodiac sign. It's literally to both. So you're talking about the miracle of, of Hanukkah literally is part of Sagittarius energy and Capricorn energy. It really is transconfiguration <laughs> via the spiritual truth. It, it's beautiful. <laughs> and and you, that just... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that just echoes it. The story you told, it's, it's an echoing of that power um, that you are representing with, you know, Jewish astrology. And I'm sure Vedic astrology and many others have the same uh, parallel theme for sure. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. I've I've noticed um, just by like it, it, we're talking about energy. When you put, you know, your your energy towards something, you're going to receive something back. That's just how the laws of the universe are. And I feel like, you know, Saturn's teaching us, like, if you put large amount of energy in this vibration, you will receive something back. You may have to wait a little bit, but it will be returned to you full. <laughs> and and I think it's it's a, a master teacher in patience. And and also so, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like with patience, but also um remembering the lightheartedness from Sag to keep going. To explore, learn yeah. more, and to ascend. Yes, the truth. Seeking the truth. Right. The spiritual truth, right? Yeah. Not the truth, but the spiritual truth. Because I think Jupiter was Sag. is like, you know, it's the higher heart that operates above the human heart, above the human ego. Right. It is the ultimate. Um, and interesting that we're going to have this eclipse closing out the, <laughs> the Gemini. <laughs> South Node is in Sag. And so I think many of us are going to have the roof raised on our ultimate truth. Totally. It's like, but and, you know, right. there's more. 
There's more. Like everything we thought was the totality now is subject to revision. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. The way that just, you know, um, Hashem just showed me in my mind's eye. It's like, here's a huge, you know, piece of paper with a story on it. And um, that represents like Gemini and all of the words and all of the different stories within it, right? But it kind of represents Sagittarius mm-hmm. a little bit too, you know? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But then here is an eraser with, that comes along with this, you know, solar eclipse. And, and it says, we're going to erase all of that here right on the earth. Because of course we all, you know, we know that, you know, Gemini is the earth sign right now. So it's going to mm-hmm. be very real and tangible to us. You it know? is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really curious to see what that looks like. What, what are we erasing to be able to write a new story with? It sounds like disclosure or something, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> it's like there's some information that comes in that is physical proof, tangible proof, that leaves you no other option than to eclipse out a former belief system. Right. You know, that's what it feels like to me. Again, like like you, what is that going to look like? I'm excited to know. Um, but I think that, you know, it reminds me of like, you live your whole life and, and, you know, Sagittarius studies and it's an educated belief system. It's not just an opinion. Right. This truth is based on, on as a lot of uh, hard work and study and truth. And so it's hard to, um, to let go of that because you put a lot of study into learning that. And it's based on some fact and some truth. So um, how do you let go of your truth and receive a higher truth? And so it's like mm. you live your whole life, let's just say hypothetically, thinking that, you know, a sand dollar is the oldest fossil in the entire world. And you've studied this, you've developed this as your truth, and, and you go to the beach during this eclipse and you're digging up this old sand dollar that's older than anything that exists and you find like this unknown um dinosaur bone that predates by a gazillion years anything ever known to man like what do you do do you just like cover that back up in the sand like what do you do it's like oh here's my sand dollar forget the bones i just said like we will have no other choice but to realize there's something more i think that it's going to be an eclipse of um you know, a belief system that we think is all there is. It's it's an ushering in of an expansion of, you know, Jupiter's moving into Pisces. December 28th is an expansion of the spiritual realm, the understanding wow. of that world beyond the veil, the limitless possibilities, you know, divine inspiration, uh, expanding that dream into, you know, while we've got the North Node in Taurus into a practical, tangible form, you know, we're making some radical shifts with Uranus there. Yeah. But because it's radical doesn't mean that it won't have a practical um, purpose. Right. Like that it can't improve our lives in a practical way, even though it's radical information and it's higher knowledge that's shocking doesn't mean it will not improve our everyday lives in a practical, tangible way. Oh, in terms totally. Of Important, you know, what's of value, you know, yeah, what we see in this earth. Exactly. I was going to say it's going to completely re like almost re allow us to look at our value system and, and mm-hmm. 
and just be like, all right, do we really, like, what do we really value? Like, do we want to set the bar here or do we want to, like, change that, you know? <laughs> Right. It's um, Venus is the ruler of um, Taurus. And during right now, Venus is in Capricorn with Pluto. Pluto's direct. And so Venus is our value system. And it's going to be there quite a while. Venus is retrograding through Capricorn. And I think we'll be in a conjunction to Pluto during this eclipse. And mm. uh, we'll, con well, we'll have another conjunction in retrograde with Pluto. And so what is our soul's evolutionary growth, the the soul lineage, the, the shadow that we no longer spiritually bypass, but that we embrace to transmute it to light? And so Venus, in this conjunction with Pluto, moving through Capricorn right now and during the eclipse, and the ruler of Taurus, where the node is shifting to, is a real um, call to, I think... Um, evaluate how our values have shifted with yeah. all of the new information and new knowledge and new awareness and um, everything that we've seen shifting in our world. And how do we now operate and align and our personal power in our personal truth Oof. and operate according to those values? What does that look like moving forward? You know, that's the thing we're, we're creating. We're figuring out right now. How mm. do I, through in a new uh, presentation of those values. It's the end of a long, long cycle. You know, this is a karmic closure of, um, again, everything we've ever believed to be true is is being revised right now um, on a personal level, certainly on a, on a collective and spiritual level as well. Wow, I love that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm being guided to switch gears mm -hmm. and ask you, um, you know, uh, let's have our listeners uh, find out more about you and how you even got into astrology. Like what, how yeah. did you, like, where did that, like, how did you get on this road? <laughs> it's very interesting because um, I'm a Taurus and when Uranus moved into my sun sign in 2018, and I left uh, 26 years in traditional healthcare to do astrology and, and herbal medicine and holistic uh, work and Reiki. And so it was a huge radical shift. Wow. But I grew up in the South um, in a very Christian family, um, traditional Christian family. But what's interesting, Catriel, is that we grew up um, farming and fishing and hunting and growing crops and planting crops. And we did all of this by the farmer's almanac. My grandfather always <laughs> had, you know, the moon phases, the page pulled out of the book on the refrigerator and, and my grandparents' house. So we'd know when to go fishing. And I just loved studying the farmer's almanac. That's where I fell in love with a little girl. You know, as a little girl, I became so fascinated with how, like, this was cyclical. This, this was something that was a guide. You know, they knew it even then that it was a guide. Um, it was interesting because there was that contradiction of terms with that strict Christian upbringing. And so it took me a long time to reconcile that, you know, um, how do, do, do they, is it a conflict of interest? Is it, um, does it undermine one or the other? And, and, and the more I know about astrology, the bigger my concept of God gets and, um, and if anything, it validates the existence of a divine creator. And so I think that 
they do support each other and validate each other for sure. But that's how I, that's how I got into it was literally growing up, um, you know, with the farmer's almanac and living our lives and planning our lives around those, those moon cycles, really. That is awesome. I started looking Mm -hmm. at that last year when I, when I lived on a farm (laughs) and I was like, wow. I was like, wait, so like astrology is like part of farming, you know, like right here in front of me. I'm like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> it's amazing. And I still use it, you know, and, and I'm a grounded fixed earth sign, sun sign. And, um, you know, it's, it's very clear that um, how we experience this organic life, this human life is directly proportional to our awareness of the cosmos that they are inseparable and you can't experience one fully without an awareness, a full awareness of the other. And that's just how it's manifest in my life. And, you know, it took that radical Uranian shift to move me through that practical fear and that programming and that, you know, implementation of societal um, and even religious dogma. You know, it it took a huge, huge shift um, to, to awaken me and move me into when your soul calls you to something, there's just, there's just no way you cannot do it. You move through that fear and it's, it's pretty liberating. I thought I was going to die when I first realized like wow. Uranus is moving into charge with black moon Lilith. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get electrocuted. And now <laughs> I see like, the most liberating um, experience because what it allows us to do is really move through our fears. You know, everything yeah. is so fear based and that's such a programmed you know, vibration, that fear. And I think we're learning right now our own value. Venus is showing us our own worth and Pisces and Neptune are showing us, you know, uh, how to have self-compassion and Pluto is showing us how to stand in our power and Chiron, you know, our wounding and Aries, the identity, you know, we, we are really healing as an individual and as a society and as a humanity, um, like never before. Um, you know, especially with that, I think that Uranian big jump, that 84 year cycle, it's, it's going to be a massive expansion. Um, and as it has positive, very, very positive possibilities, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to be living during a time like this. Right. It's not boring. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is not, you know, we will be in the history books if they still have books. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, when you were talking about, um, you know, things being discovered and everything, I'm like, I think we might hear from NASA during that time, <laughs> like saying we have a whole new galaxy that we can jump on now. <laughs> it would not surprise me. It would not, nothing, nothing would surprise me. I mean, I really believe it's a limitless possibilities at this point. And I think when Jupiter moves into Pisces, it will be such a nice shift into <laughs> compassion, mm. um, our interconnectedness as a as a species, and our connection to nature and the spirit realm. And it has every potential to be just beyond the mass of spiritual awakening that we're having now. I think it'll be a real call to that um, that higher. Depending on where you are in your journey, you know yeah. that Pisces realm, that Neptune realm. It's a it's a double edged sword. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Where we escape reality, you know, and Neptune moved into Pisces, I think, like 2012, you know, and that's how we've seen all of these escapism tendencies, you know, where the opioid addictions taking off since then and escaping through, like, 
electronics or, you know, Hulu or whatever you're binging on, anything to check out from reality. And that's certainly a viable option for you if you, you know, exert your free will. But I do believe that people are longing for something more. They know that the way the systems are now is not supporting us as a species. And I think humanity as as a whole is longing for that spiritual shift and that spiritual awakening. So I do believe it'll be a real return to compassion and compassion for one another. And we need that right now. There's so much division. And I think that division will narrow, especially between like January and um, maybe April when Jupiter's in Pisces, you know, we'll see that expansion of the, the compassion of the creator, you know, yeah. that, uh, without a uh, less judgment, more allowance for people to do that whole Sagittarius thing, you know, towards their own path, explore their own. It's really like a living namaste, you know, right. Um, that's what it holds the potential for. And I'm, I'm sure keeping my fingers crossed for that one and trusting you know, spirit for that manifestation. Absolutely. I love that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. You know, we must be doing something very transformative during this uh, um, podcast because um, uh, my son signs uh, Scorpio and yours is Taurus. So like we're balancing things right now, which is so Oh, cool. yes. Polar <laughs> opposite. That's right. It's With- the mirror image. It's the duality, uh, the axis of duality, the polarity, the yin, the yang, you know, the dark, the light. <laughs> and out. So your sun signs Scorpio. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. So that's where the nodes are shifting. So the south yeah. node will be in Scorpio in your sun sign. And the North Node um, will be in Taurus, you know. And so what is that? Taurus is, you know, what I value that I have that's mine. And Scorpio is what we share on this interconnected, you know, communal level. And so with the South Node in Scorpio, I think it's going to be like a time where we can let go of like codependencies and needing others to complete us. And if we embrace that North Node, it's going to be a real um, direction of self-sustainability, what really feels abundant, eliminating excess, what is enough for just me, you know, that there really is no um, lack, you know, that someone else, but there's also that can you know, connection to that Aquarius energy with Uranus there. And so by showing up as a solid form, complete in and of myself with that North Node and Taurus, then I can show up in a better form for others. You know, it always reminds me of like when you're on an airplane and the stewardess is like, you know, put the, the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your child, right? That's kind of like the North Node and Taurus. Um, ground into your body, listen to the the physical senses that you have, know who you are, know your worth, know what you value. And then we can operate and show up for others in our best form. And that's really, oh, you know, what makes the world around is when we show up in our individuation, our individual form, all our uniqueness. And so I hope that, that Jupiter and Pisces will give us a little more, um, shift into lack of judgment and division because there's so much division right now. And I hope that that's one of the things we'll shift out of. I truly do. Yeah. I do. I -hmm. agree. What is Mm -hmm. your moon in? Oh, Libra. (laughs) Double Venus rule. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) 
Yeah, it is, and it's yeah. So, um, and you? I'm so curious now. <laughs> Cancer. Wow. Super. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, cancer and anything, the Nushians do so well together. Venus loves to be in cancer. And so I always say water and earth are kind of the same. You know, if I'm doing a reading and someone has, you know, very little water or a lot of earth or vice versa, I'm like, it's okay because there's just as much. If you're lacking earth elements or earth placements in your chart, but you have a ton of water, it really compensates for it. There's more water on this planet than there is earth. They really work hand mm. in hand, you know? Yeah. They balance it out. Mm-hmm. I think I got a lot of, I got a lot of water and earth, which is funny. And, and, yeah, so, and a lot of fire. Air is kind of the uh-huh. one that kind of uh, dwindles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's so weird because I'm like so up in the clouds. <laughs> that is interesting. And, and, you know, even with a Libra moon and that being an air energy, that Venus influence just kind of pulls it back down to earth for me, you know. Um, but it is it is about operating in values and it is the beautiful expression of it and the organic form of it for me. And, you know, I had to come over into your territory. We've all had to be in that Scorpio realm. This has been like a really intense Scorpio season. Oh, my gosh. I was so relieved when the sun, like, saw the fiery sign of Sag. And now, you know, Mars is getting ready to move out of Scorpio and into Sagittarius Ooh, in that's December. Be yeah, so all of those deep hidden truths that were discovered and brought to light, you know, during the lunar eclipse, and you know, Mars is there now, ready to act on them. To, to you know, it's that arrow is on the target. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny, Gail. The um, the lunar eclipse in Taurus on uh, the initiated the nodal shift on the nineteenth was exactly conjunct my well, almost exact. My son's at twenty six degrees on wow. alcohol. And this um, solar um, new moon eclipse is conjunct my ascendant. So, yeah, it's been pretty heavy. (laughs) What degree point is your uh, ascendant in? 16. 16, okay. Mine's, uh, I believe it's 12. Yeah, and I think when you're dealing with um, eclipses, it's a pretty tight orb. You know, it's a loose conjunction. I I like to operate on like two degrees when it's an eclipse. point but yeah i feel it you know it's my ascendant and it's just um you know it's less than six degrees and i certainly feel it but um yeah so we and many of us every seems like every reading i've done for the past four months it's hitting everybody's chart like spot on and the fixed signs boy all the fixed (laughs) signs they're feeling it um, and I'm glad we'll be able to ground into some things and put some of this thought into tangible, practical form yeah. as Mercury grades through Earth signs next year. It'll be a big, big relief. It's been kind of a, um, a kooky year uh, a, a, as far as the astrology. Yeah. You know, a little unorthodox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. ha- have you ever heard of uh, Chris Witecki? No. So back in 2017, I was like, I'm like, yo, I really want to know more about astrology. You know, I'm like, I'm tapping into a lot of different things and I just need to know more. And so I came across um, Chris Witecki and I I learned um, from his style to start off, really, you know, and Uh it 
it was so mind blowing for me because he's also a Taurus. Um, but um, he he literally takes things down to the degree point of like explaining the energies and um it's oh my gosh it's it was life-changing for me to see his um he calls them the degree point steps and he'll essentially use um a form of like numerology and astrology together to paint this epic picture and um it's like uh I'll have to send you some information on it, um, yeah. but it, it goes through all of like going from zero degrees, zero degrees would stand for like the Scorpio energy and um, like the one energy would be Leo, um, you know, all the way up to um, the 11 energy, which is Virgo. And like looking at this, I, I can't look back. Like it puts so many things together, so many pieces together that it's, it's like, whoa. So like when I ask like degree points, now I'm looking at it from the perspective of like even more preciseness. I, I, I feel like the reason that it's like so big in my world is like my midheaven is in Virgo. So it's very like into the details. <laughs> and you know, it all applies. And that is just one more layer that you can peel back of, you know, the lotus or the onion or whatever. But it sounds like a nice take adding in numerology to like your, your degree theory, like from Nicholas Sanzenbeck. So um, this is in the Sabian symbols. Like yeah. I find them fascinating to look at when you're taking it down you know point by point and i've got my north node in pisces and so jupiter is getting ready to move through um pisces very quickly five months and so this is the time when we want to like really watch those degrees if you have important points in pisces you know i want to see what <laughs> happens or hits my north node and that's going to be for a big giant gaseous planet it's moving pretty quickly you know five months through pisces before it goes into Aries, so we want to watch those degrees and right. really know what they mean. Peel it back. You know, we can just go layer upon layer and just it's an endless, endless um, wealth of information that we can keep digging in. And it's, there's just so much. There's so much. And I love that. I would love to have the information on him for sure. Yeah. Because I love degree. I have a couple of critical degrees in my chart. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty important um, to know what they represent. Yeah, like, you know. for instance, the I think one of my favorite degree points <laughs> to look at is um, 22. So yeah. 22 is actually, um, the two is the cancer energy. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's like essentially um, you would have two different vibrations, um, two separate different vibrations coming together. And the four is the Aquarius energy. So it's two different vibrations going and shifting into a new frequency, essentially. It's like a, oh, like a chemistry project. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I've always thought of like, we had a ton, a ton of 22 degrees. Um, big planets at 22 degrees last year. Pluto was at 22 degrees forever, this, <laughs> or this year. 
And so, I'll, you know, I think of that as a make or break, do or die, use it or lose it degree yeah. when I think of um, 22 degrees. Um, it, it certainly is. It, it catches your attention. You know that it requires uh, some action, some reconciliation. But um, I, I love looking at the degree points, especially your critical ones, because they they hold the power. They hold the key for our soul to evolve, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And, and especially as a, um, you know, your earth being in Scorpio, you're, you know, going deep, you know, <laughs> you're like a double sleuth with that Sagittarius seeking that higher spiritual truth, you know, upward. And then that uh, sun in Scorpio looking for the hidden truth down inward. Like it's really like you'd make a great private investigator. <laughs> you know, I've been saying that lately. I'm like, you know, well, maybe when I get to Israel, I'll literally, you know, apply for Mossad, you know, like they'll, you know, pull me in and I'll be in, you know, Israeli intelligence. I could see that happening. <laughs> Yeah, it, you would have the placements for it for sure, but it is that discovery of the unknown, you know, whether it's outward or inward, hidden or, you know, in in the light of the day. It's a wonderful thing to discover that truth. And it's different for all of us, you know. Our value systems are different. Our truths are different. Our awareness is different. Our paths are different. And so, you know, it's so important in all these crazy energies that um, are really operating on fear-based programming right now that is trying to forge a division that we, you know, as much as we can, as much as we want space for ourselves to explore and evolve on our own path, if we could, you know, uh, lend that same um provision to others it would be a really really nice thing to see you know have that compassion for others to move through their process and their path through all this because we're all going through really big changes right now no one no one knows how to do it right so just judging someone else's path is is not going to benefit anything and it just drives that wedge of separation even deeper so i hope that you know and i think i see that i see that lifting i see a lot more acceptance of um you know, people saying just because you think differently for me, that's that South Node and Sag leaving. You yeah. know, we can see that letting go of that um, almost like cult of personality, you know, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Sag, it's my way and it's the only way. We're starting to see that South Node really being eclipsed out where we have this ability to just ground into our own path and allow others their own process, you know, that's a beautiful thing that I can already see and feel, um, shifting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh man, this is a powerful shift. If you could uh, say one thing that, um, has been shifting so much that you could like, you know, see in your own life, um, what would it be? Oh, I can see, um, because of the Venus influence and now that it's in Capricorn and I have Capricorn in the first house. And so, you know, anyone who experienced Capricorn last year as that stellium crumbled our systems globally, if you want to know how that affects you, look at Capricorn in your own chart. It's in my house of identity. And so what I'm really seeing come full circle are the loops and the patterns that I'm keenly aware of. And the ability to to end them, yeah. you know, that thing that I 
been repeating and stuck in in so many different areas, whether it's a mindset or an actual like mode of operandi, like it's changing. Like there, there seems to be an ending and a release um, and a letting go. So that's really nice, you know, to see the loops. That's what I call them, like these loops of repeating patterns. Yeah. Whether they're just mine or they go through my ancestry. Um, that's the biggest shift I've seen is the ending of like the repeating cycle. Wow. You know what I just saw in my head when you were talking about the loops and stuff? So like my friend does DJing and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I can and I'm looking at, you know, like the the little electro- electronics for this machine. You know, it's all frequency and everything. And um, I, I just I see it all in music. And it's like we're making a new song. <laughs> yes. Like a different type of song, you know. <laughs> it is. Beautiful. What a great analogy. It's a new song. We're writing a new book. We're writing a new <laughs> constitution (laughs) really a new like soul sovereignty contract you know it's um what a privilege like what a gift right yeah yeah wow well is there anything else that you'd like to share um no no i'm just i i forget we're even on here i'm just having so much i know right i have to like look back and i'm like oh i have okay (laughs) No, no, I'm just grateful to, you know, be able to have this banter about what I get excited about. You know, I think astrology is just, um, it's, it's a cosmic forecast. It is definitely not the guiding light, but it is a support. You know, it's one of the spiritual tools that we can use and a huge toolbox of many of them. And so it just kind of tells us, you know, how to prepare. If we have an awareness, you know, we get out of our heads and we don't get a terminal attitude and we don't live in victim mentality we can see that this is this too shall pass so yes that's the thing is that it it can really serve as a tool to move through the energies more effectively amen Mm -hmm. well how can um our listeners find you um to you know uh, you do you do different astrology readings correct I do. Um, I am the reader for astromatrix.org and their app and website. You can book through there or you can book directly through me. Um, at um, I have a, a book now page on my Facebook and Instagram, which is at the Dawn of Astrology or facebook.me, the Dawn of Astrology.com. So, um, or you can just look on my social media sites at my LinkedIn and I'll have all of the access to any way to get in touch with me, my information, my content, or to book. So there are several options there, whether it's through um, the website and app that I work for, whether you do it with me directly. Uh, so, yeah, it's all on there at wow. the Dawn of Astrology. And I'd be happy to help anyone take a closer look at at their own personal charts so they know how to navigate these energies more effectively. Wow. I love that. Um, and I will put all of that up there. Um, I'll get all the information so you have it in print form as well. Uh, right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on here. I know there was a lot of shifts and everything, but this was literally perfect. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure. I've so enjoyed talking to you, Catrail, and I, I can't wait to to catch up more. Yes. Very- <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk to you more. And you're always welcome on Energy Speaks podcast, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I thank you all divine, beautiful souls for listening. Uh, this is Energy Speaks Podcast, over and out.